Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this evening, tonight, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world, broadcasting on the Fringe FM, the Paranormal Radio app, TalkStream Live, and others, including our website where you can find our full list of shows. Every show after it airs, you can download it and or stream it. Go back into the archive and check out some of the shows you missed or some of your favorite shows at www.thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe to that archive, you also get access to the montages. You get access to my digital books. And if you subscribe for one year, you'll get a physical copy of one of those books, your choice, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. With free shipping in the United States, it's also free shipping if you buy the books directly from the website without subscribing. Each book has its own page, and each book is filled with information that will keep you reading. Hopefully it won't keep you up too late at night, but it will keep you reading, hopefully, and learning something new. All of that is on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. And if you'd like to contact me directly, you can email the show at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also check out our affiliate sponsors on the website. I know we've sold a couple of water filters. We don't get paid to promote Pro One water filters, but I've had a Pro One, formerly Pro Pure water filter, for a little over five years now, and I've had the same system. Only had to replace the filter a handful of times. Uh, I think I paid initially $150 for it, and it's lasted that long. Uh, it's just a, a, a gravity-fed water filtration system, and we sell those as an affiliate for Pro One. So if you're interested in a water filter for the house, they have smaller ones and larger ones, depending on the size of your family, or shower filters. I also have one of those I bought a long time ago, and that thing is wonderful uh, for keeping uh, things that are in the water out of your shower and off of your skin. You can get one of those as well through Pro One. Just click on the Pro One link in the slider bar at the top of the website at thesecretteachings.info. You'll also see other things in that slider bar. You'll see the weekly show I put up for free. You can download and or stream that even if you're not a subscriber. You'll also see a link to our page for the books. You'll see a link to... U.S. Plus Health, a company we've also partnered with, they give 20% off to all listeners of The Secret Teachings with the promo code TSTCLEAN, or you can just click the link at the top of the website page. Again, that is all on the website, and if you have any questions about that or anything else, you want to share something with us, www.thesecretteachings.info 
is the website, rdgable at yahoo.com is the email and the social media page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I know a lot of people are afraid right now, last week, last month, last year. People are afraid of all kinds of things. We're afraid of not being able to pay our bills. We're afraid of being alone. We're afraid, afraid, afraid. We're terrified of everything. And some people find a way to overcome that fear. Some people try to do things that help them to overcome that fear. Some people can just do it in a mental capacity. Think about it. Take a breath and not be afraid. But of course, every time you turn on the news, every time you turn on the radio, everything that is distributed across the airwaves seems to be something that is frightening or terrifying. There's climate change. There's a new Delta variant or there's another variant coming. We're not sure what it is yet, but you better get your vaccine or that variant could get you. Hell, Halloween's coming up in a couple of months. And although it's an urban legend and it might have happened once or twice, parents will still be afraid to let their kids go trick-or-treating because there could be razor blades in the apples. There could be razor blades in the candy. Now, of course, I feel that if we're going to be afraid of something, it's not that we should be afraid so much as we should be concerned about certain things. There's a difference between fear and concern. I wouldn't be so afraid of my child having a razor blade in their candy as I would be concerned about them eating the candy itself because of the food dyes and the sugar and the processed ingredients and God knows what else is in that candy. I wouldn't be so afraid of a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate as I would be about the people, not police officers, not government officials, but people, neighbors, members of the community, acting aggressively, yelling, screaming, and attacking people who don't wear their mask or don't get their vaccine. I'm more concerned with that because it feels like a deterioration of the social structure. You turn on the news, you turn on radio, you hear all these things, but see, there's a difference not only between fear and concern, there's a difference between what we consider to be negative and what is necessary. What is necessary is learning about things that are uncomfortable. Learning about things that we need to know so that we are not taken advantage of, we are not manipulated, we are not organized in a direction that is opposite our will. For years, people have told me, Ryan, your show is terrifying, it's scary. And some people like that. They say, well, I, I enjoy the, 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 the show. I like that it's kind of scary. I like that it's late night, early morning radio. And other people say, it's too scary, I don't know if I can listen to it. And my intention is not to be scary. My intention is not to frighten you. My intention is to inform you. And there's a difference between the two. Some radio shows surely are about promoting things that terrify you. So you keep listening. So you keep buying products. My intention is not to do that. My intention is to inform you. 
to help you make a decision or to just provide you with another way of looking at things. It doesn't have to be a correct way. It just is another way of looking at them. And that's the way that I like to examine anything that um, I find interesting, anything I come across, I like to look at it from another angle. One of the things that the whole world has been terrified, has, has been terrorized and traumatized with, is the idea of climate change. And we talked about this last week when the United Nations and the IPCC, part of the UN, the IPCC, uh, they distributed their new summary on climate change for 2021. They submitted a summary for policymakers, and that summary for policymakers is going to be given to world leaders who will address it at the October 31st through November 12th Glasgow, Scotland convention for the 2021 UN Climate Change Conference. That's just a few months away. And if you read through any of this IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report, they call for things like net zero anthropogenic CO2 emissions and carbon budgets. In other words, reaching net zero, something that scientists present to politicians who then regurgitate those words on the nightly news. Scientists and organizations and international bodies give to news outlets that regurgitate those words on the news every night. I mean, even such a thing like a carbon credit was considered to be a conspiracy theory, a wild, outrageous claim. And yet, you can look up World Bank wants $4 trillion for climate change, as if a bank can help save the world from impending doom, as if a bank can help save the climate. A carbon budget, it's a way to make money. It's a way to exploit the environment. It's the opposite of saving the environment. The question really should be, does the environment actually need saved? That's a question that a lot of people don't ask. We just assume, well, of course, I care about environmentalism. Of course, I care about the environment. But, you know, I've noticed that environmentalism has changed drastically just in my lifetime, and I'm only 30 years old. Hell, environmentalism has changed drastically in the last five years. See, I think something has, and although I may not you know, completely agree with everything an environmentalist says, I'm willing to listen to a rational, reasonable person make an argument. I don't particularly know what happened to environmentalism in the last decade. I think environmentalism, using that word very, very generally, has been hijacked. I think the reason it's been hijacked is because environmentalists would never, in the past, and environmentalists who are true environmentalists today, would never suggest that chemicals could be a solution to sustainability, that genetic engineering could be a solution to sustainability. Environmentalists tend to rely 
on common sense. They tend to rely on science, observational science. They, they tend to rely on, on, on logic, and, and they try to connect more with the natural order of nature. They don't ignore science. They don't ignore the process of solar activity in the weather on planet Earth, or comets or asteroids for that matter. They wouldn't ignore the science that weather has on disease when pressures change and we feel maybe a little bit ill, or how the sun affects not only the weather, but it affects our state of wellness. Comets can even affect our state of wellness. Asteroids can affect our state of wellness. Environmentalists typically don't ignore chemical pollution or other types of pollution and focus instead on carbon dioxide. And the idea that everybody is in consensus with climate change is really disturbing to me because if you really have people that are free thinking, you really have people that are coming up with new ideas, then you're going to get different ideas. You're not going to get the same ideas. You're not going to get every single person coming to the conclusion that we need to have net zero emissions and a carbon credit system. You're not going to get every single person thinking we need to live in micro apartments, in in, in giant smart cities. Everybody's not going to come to that same conclusion. That is, unless they are coerced to come to that conclusion. Do you care about the environment? Of course I do. What can we do to protect the environment? Well, you can own nothing and like it. You can love your servitude. You can think like everybody else. You can give up driving and give up flying. You can basically just kill yourself because you are a hindrance on the planet. You can definitely stop breathing. That would be a great way. To end your life. Certainly don't have children. Certainly don't have a family. Certainly don't run your air conditioner. I don't feel like this is environmentalism. I feel like this is anti-humanism. And it's unfortunate because a lot of kids, a lot of young people, they like the environment. They like animals. Kids love animals. Kids love trees and nature. If you subject them to anything besides that, they may come to have uh, some type of repulsion toward nature. But generally speaking, kids love nature. They love animals. You can condition and and manipulate children at a young age that, you know, you love these these animals. You love the dogs and the cats and you love the trees and you, you like being outside. But, you know, people are trying to destroy that. And kids say, oh, no, I like the puppies. I, I, I like the trees. I like the water. What do we do about it as they get older? And they're told, well, we can spray chemicals everywhere and we can patent nature and genetically engineer things so that man controls nature rather than God. And the biggest pollutant really isn't the chemicals that are used or the tens of thousands of chemicals that man has manufactured. The pollutant is really you exhaling. So hold your breath, don't breathe, don't have a family, and die. And to me, that is the opposite of environmentalism. That is the opposite of anything that is organic or natural. It sounds downright alien to me. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And we're going to look into the depths of this ideology tonight on the broadcast. 
and further into what it would mean to have a civilian corps to battle climate change and how eerily similar that is to pandemic quarantine facilities, etc. Stay with us right here on The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though. 
but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. So I just feel like whatever environmentalism is or was, it's been distorted and hijacked. You would never think that an environmentalist would promote genetic engineering and patenting life so that a corporation could own it. You'd never think that an environmentalist would promote chemical agriculture as a means of sustainability. Or that an environmentalist would ignore science, would ignore solar activity, comets, asteroids, weather, and the things that those components play, the, the, the part that those components play, and everything from weather to disease to changing of climate. I don't think an environmentalist would ignore chemical pollution and man-made chemicals in general, not even for agriculture, and replace that concern with carbon dioxide. And I feel like environmentalists generally have a different view of how, as people who protest and uh, people that live uh, a lifestyle uh, that is contrary to the lifestyles of many of us, I feel like environmentalists, people that are concerned with, uh, you know, nature, just they have different ideas of how to do things. They don't all just march to a single ideology. They don't all come to the same conclusion, especially when they're younger people. They don't just come to the same conclusion that we all, we need a carbon credit. We need a carbon tax. Well, we need net zero emissions. But that's what has happened. And, you know, what you turn on the news, you turn on radio, and you hear, politically speaking, about climate change. And one side denies that there's any such thing as climate change. The other side says that everything is climate change. Just like with COVID-19, either everything is COVID-19, there's no such thing as the flu, there's no such thing as heart disease, there's no such thing as the common cold, there's no such thing as bodily detoxification, it's just COVID-19. And the other side says, well, I don't really think that that exists. And, and, you know, it's the same thing with fear. We're afraid of people who don't wear a mask and don't get a vaccine, and on the other side, people are afraid of those who do wear a mask and do get a vaccine. And I think that there is, with these polar opposites, as with anything else, there's always a middle ground. There's always a more reasonable, logical way to approach a subject. And talking about it is a necessity. Talking about it is not meant, in my opinion and in my view, and and my intention is not to frighten you. It's not to scare you. It's to inform you. It's a necessity so that we can make a more informed decision. And sometimes a decision doesn't have to be a a talking point or, or rhetoric. I mean, you might develop that with your view, but it doesn't have to be that. We can think about things on a case-by-case basis. 
And, and I want to tell you something that I just found totally astounding. The New York Times published an article a couple of weeks ago with the headline, Is This the End of Summer as We Know It? Or As We've Known It? It says 17 million gallons of spilled sewage lingered last week on a Southern California beach. Bare rocks were with, uh, that used to have snow. Once capped, the Sierra Nevada no longer had snow. Wildfires roared across the west. Recent Death Valley-style heat waves had contaminated shellfish from Washington State. Monsoons swept cars from the road in Arizona. Pennsylvania songbirds were dying. The New York Times says, quote, This is the summer that feels like the end of summer as we have known it. This is the summer we saw climate change merge from the abstract to the now. The summer we realize that every summer from now on will be more like this than any quaint memory of past summers. Now, you don't think that that was maybe kind of written to be alarming? That even if all of that were true and it was all the result of climate change, all the result of human beings having kids and cars and air conditioning, don't you think that it could have been written in a more balanced way, that it didn't have to be so alarming in nature? I mean, even with the IPCC's report that came out last week about climate change, this uh, assessment that will be given to world leaders who will then discuss it at the October 31st Glasgow, Scotland 2021 UN Climate Change Conference, this report was called a red alert or a code red by the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. He called the findings code red for humanity. Alarm bells are deafening and the evidence is irrefutable. Though a lot of scientists still refute it and one wonders perhaps what those scientists have to say, but we're not allowed to listen to the other scientists, just the consensus, just the hive mind. But I thought about this article from the New York Times, and I, and I, I was very confused when I read it. The end of summer as we know it, 17 million gallons of spilled sewage were on a Southern California beach and wildfires were raging across the West and monsoons swept cars from the road in Arizona. And, you know, I, I've never lived in California. Um, I've been to California twice. And, uh, well, I've been there more than twice, but I've been to the beaches in California twice and been to Southern California uh, once. And well, actually, I've been to Southern California twice. Uh, I went to a conference there, uh, which I also <laughs> I got banned from that conference. Uh, but I, uh, I've been to Southern California twice. And I remember going to the beaches and they were some of the grossest beaches I've ever been to. You know, I went to Venice. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, I'm from St. Pete Beach. I'm from the Gulf Coast, so maybe that's why I felt L.A. beaches were disgusting. But uh, it always smelled like sewage to me. It always smelled disgusting in South California. So maybe that's just the smell there. I don't know. I've never lived there, though. That's the point. Never lived there. Never lived in Washington State. Uh, don't eat shellfish. So I don't know about any of that. But I do know that you know, living in Arizona... And uh, I've always had a love of the desert, and I've always loved Arizona. I, I find it interesting that uh, they can claim that monsoons are a result of climate change. Monsoon season in the desert is, a, is an annual event. And flash flooding in the desert is a, a rare but semi-common occurrence. 
Flash flooding in the desert is probably one of the only things, with the ex- exception of excess heat, which that is also you know relative to the individual. I, personally, I like 100-plus degree weather. I'd rather have that than 30-degree weather. And, uh, you know, for some people, that's that's intense, and they might suffer a heat stroke or something. I mean, even if I was outside in 100-plus degree weather for too long, I'd succumb to it as well. But I'd rather have that than freezing temperatures. That's my opinion. That's my perspective. That's my my preference. But, you know, I lived in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, my fiance Hope, and I will hopefully be out there by the end of the year. We're going to be moving out there to the southwest. And, uh, we're, I mean, I was a little bit disappointed we didn't get out there earlier because I wanted to be there for monsoon season, which is happening right now. And, you know, I, I remember watching the new Al Gore video like two, three years ago when it came out, the, the second Inconvenient Truth, and he was showing this video of uh of of tucson i think it was tucson or it was part part of arizona i think it was tucson and it's just you see this monsoon dumping rain over the city and al gore called it i'll never forget this he called it a rain bomb uh, again alarming terminology a rain bomb really al gore it's a rain bomb we just call that a monsoon it's an annual thing there's a monsoon season and that's where the desert gets most of its water it's natural. It's not because of climate change. It has nothing to do with polar bears or carbon credits. And it shouldn't have anything to do with polar bears or carbon credits. So that, to me, is alarming. To claim that monsoons in the desert are are a result of climate change. I just, I mean, sure, the climate changes, and monsoons might be less or more intense, but that's how all weather is. You get hurricanes if you live in Florida. I lived there most of my life. I got, you know, I got hurricanes as a kid, you know. And when there's a hurricane bearing down, you turn on the news and they say it's climate change. The hurricane's horrible. We don't, we've never seen anything like this. And it's like every time you hear somebody say we've, this is the worst on record, you need to ask the question, what is the record based on what record? This is the hottest temperature we've seen since 1850. Well, it was hotter from 800 to 1400 A.D. There weren't cars driving around then. There weren't buses driving around then. There weren't billions of people. So how was it actually hotter during the medieval warm period than it is today? Well... According to the IPCC, it wasn't warmer then because they just cut it out of their report. They've done that to every report. They don't acknowledge the medieval warm period because it contradicts their pre-packaged conclusion. Is it really the end of summer as we know it, asks the New York Times. Wildfires roared across the West. Again, There are always wildfires. Again, if wildfires, by implication, were a result of increased temperatures, don't you think that maybe the whole world would be on fire? It wouldn't just be the same part of the country every single year? Don't you think that maybe piss-poor environmental policy could be, I don't know, kind of maybe a little bit partially to blame for that? Remember when the Trump White House suspended federal funds to the state of California. And everybody said, the Trump administration is responsible for the wildfires. 
And I said, well, I don't really support Trump, but I will acknowledge that um, the reason that they stopped the funding was because the state of California refused to clear out a lot of the brush and the dead wood, which would have created fire breaks and had a fire broken out, it would have been stopped in its tracks. Instead, they refused to touch it and claim that it's an environmental policy of not disturbing nature And as a result, fires burn out of control. And then we hear that the fires are burning because of climate change or Republican policy, which makes zero sense in both cases. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't think this has anything to do with politics necessarily. This is just a reality check. Or it should be a reality check. Why is the fire always concentrated in California and the Pacific Northwest? Why It's always concentrated there. And it's so bad there that when I lived in Boise, Idaho, because of the terrible policies in the state of California, I had to choke once a year on smoke that got stuck in the Boise Valley. And, you know, another thing that is just astounding, it's like it's not only policy that leads to, you know, just piss poor policy that leads to uh, the, 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 the raging fires, but, you know, even... Even without the the subject of climate change, just take that out of the equation for a second. They always claim that it's hotter. It's hotter, hotter, hotter. And it it usually is, you know, they're they're getting these uh, increases in temperatures in the areas where there's a fire. Huh. I don't know about you, but the last time I was around fire, I wasn't in the movie Tenet, so fire didn't freeze me. It burned me. I think fire's a little bit hotter. So perhaps if you have a state that's on fire, maybe that's why it's hotter. It's around fire. You get it? You don't clear out the dead wood and the brush. You don't create fire breaks. For whatever reason, a fire begins. It spreads out of control. And while you're busy blaming it on political opponents in places like California, Washington State, and Oregon. The fires are raging out of control, blocking out the sun, the dense smoke, making it hard to breathe. And two things result from that. Temperature feels like it's increasing. They blame that on the climate. They blame that on global warming. They blame that on man. And people have a hard time breathing. So you know what happens as a result? Any other year, they would just tell you to stay inside, close your windows. I mean, I lived it. I lived in Boise, Idaho. Um, I was in Portland for one of the fires uh, a number of years ago uh, when the city of Portland was kind of choked with smoke. I lived in Boise. In fact, um, I don't really ever get congested, but when I was living in Boise, Idaho, we had a really nasty series of fires, both what had wafted over from California and, and, and Oregon, and uh, some lightning strikes that had uh, started fires in the Boise foothills, and that smoke got trapped in the, in the valley there. And I, it was so bad, you know, you, you couldn't even see the sun at noon. It was just a, a yellow-red cloud of smoke. I mean, it, there was one day, I remember, it just it looked like an apocalyptic scene from a movie. And I had to keep all the windows sealed. And, it, I mean, obviously the smoke would still get in. But you go outside and you just couldn't breathe. And I remember I got choked up 
so long that even after the smoke dissipated after a couple of weeks, I still couldn't breathe right for for the next couple of uh, you know weeks after that. And normally it would just be stay in your house. Now they say, get this, Newsweek, August 14th, wildfire smoke linked to, quote, disturbing increase in COVID-19 cases and deaths, according to a study. Smoke pollution from wildfires ravaging through the western part of the U.S. has likely caused an increase in COVID-19 cases and deaths in several states, according to a new study. Already we're using words like likely, likely caused an increase in COVID-19 cases and deaths. Study published in the journal Science Advances found that tiny particles of soot called PM2.5s may, there's that word again, may have resulted in a 20% increase in coronavirus infections in counties across California. Hmm. Maybe make fire breaks. Maybe change your extremist environmentalist policy that will promote chemicals and uh, genetic engineering uh, over taking care of the forests. And uh, maybe find hard evidence instead of using words like may or likely. Likely caused an increase. May have resulted in 20% increase. The soot particles, PM2.5s, uh, are known to invade the respiratory system and cause negative health outcomes such as inflammation, a lowered immune system, and an increase in lung infections, according to the study. Well, you don't need the study to tell you that. Overall, researchers estimated that more than half of all COVID-19 deaths in the studied areas were linked to pollution from wildfire smoke. Do you see the asinine nature of this study from the journal Science Advances? The asinine headline from Newsweek, Wildfire Smoke Linked to Disturbing Increase in COVID-19 Cases and Deaths According to Study. Really, don't you think maybe people are choking on the smoke, not on SARS-CoV-2 particles? Because if they were choking on the SARS-CoV-2 particles instead of the PM2.5s or the smoke, maybe just maybe you'd be able to identify that and you wouldn't have to use words such as likely or may. You would know that people are choking on the smoke. You would know that people are having respiratory problems because of the smoke, because of the fires, not because of SARS-CoV-2. Unbelievable. Here's the study. Excess of COVID-19 cases and deaths due to fine particulate matter exposure during the 2020 wildfires in the United States. Interesting. Smoke pollution from wildfires ravaging through the western part of the U.S. has likely caused an increase in COVID-19 cases. Remember the wildfires last year where they claimed that? Well, here's the study on it. Oh, no. The smoke gave you COVID-19 as well. See, everything now is just COVID-19. And now the fire is burning this year. The Dixie Fire, the largest in state history, according to California, that's giving people COVID. I guess since COVID is in everything, as everything just burns to the ground, it releases the COVID particulate. You breathe it in, you have COVID. You're not suffering from smoke inhalation. You're not having trouble breathing because you can't get oxygen. You're having trouble breathing because COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 has infiltrated the PM2.5 soot particles hijacked them and jumped into your body. Jesus Christ, what an intelligent virus. Hell, I read a story the other day that said 
the man who was infected the longest with COVID-19 had his body used as a gymnasium. COVID-19 was in the body, lifting weights, pumping iron, doing some yoga, running on the treadmill, really, really boosting its physique. And then it decided once the gym was all used up, it left to infect millions of people. Like, these are the he- these are the most insane, ridiculous Onion headlines. The Onion couldn't come up with this stuff. I mean, you know, man dies in car wreck, dead from COVID-19. He died just seconds before the car slammed into the driver's side of, of his vehicle. He died just seconds before the pipe fell off the truck in front of him, piercing his windshield, and then piercing his chest. He died of COVID-19 just seconds before. Moments before the man drowned, he died of COVID-19 and then drowned. He must have died from the virus, not the drowning, not the pipe through the chest, not the car wreck where the car smashed his driver's side door, not the motorcycle wreck, not the gunshot to the head. It was all a virus. Of course people aren't dying. Of course people aren't having trouble breathing in fire and smoke. It's COVID-19. So if a firefighter gets trapped in a burning building, they run out of oxygen, and they try to get out, and they can't do it, and they, they die of smoke inhalation, they didn't die of smoke inhalation. That firefighter died fighting COVID. I mean, this is one of the most ridiculous stories I've ever read, but it just, it's every day. I always say that, but it's every day. There's another story that's more ridiculous than the story the day before. Either COVID's in a gym getting buff, that was a literal headline. Or wildfires are increasing COVID-19 cases. No, people are unable to breathe. Is that understandable? I, I was, I've been in the smoke. I know what it feels like. You can't breathe very well. So you go to the hospital and they tell you you've got COVID-19. And, and you try to say, well, actually... I was perfectly fine until I started inhaling the smoke. Shut up. You have COVID-19. And then they do the test, and then they put you in quarantine. They shove the ventilator down your throat, and you're like, you know, I, I, it's just the smoke, I think. They won't even acknowledge it's the smoke. So, you know, I find it interesting that uh, we have videos and witnesses around the world from Australia to the United Kingdom I find it weird that uh, you know there have been uh, a number of, of reports and a number of uh, of documented cases where people are being taken to facilities for quarantine uh, China did this early 2020 Australia has been doing this and, uh, you know, there, there are facilities uh, being constructed in the U.K., quarantine facilities, quarantine facilities in the United States. And, uh, you know, I, I can't help but recalling the, uh, the article I read about uh, New York, the state of New York, and uh, what they called detention centers for the carriers, quote-unquote carriers, of uh, COVID-19. 
Democratic member of the New York State Assembly, Nick Perry, wrote a bill, A416, calling for the, quote, removal and or detention, end quote, of anyone who was identified as a, quote, case contact or carrier, end quote, of a contagious disease. How would you identify that person? Well, you'd identify it by a PCR test or one of the new MoLogic tests owned by George Soros and Bill Gates, according to Forbes, on his website. Nick Perry says, this is a quote, that the bill, quote, relates to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of communicable disease who are potentially dangerous to the public. These are camps for people who are, quote, unquote, sick or all the asymptomatic transmission that isn't actually, you know, happening, considering the fact that most of the cases are false positives. So people can say, well, this is a conspiracy. There's no such thing as a, as a, as a FEMA camp. Well, no, they just call them quarantine facilities. And people still say there's not such a thing as a quarantine facility. That doesn't exist. Well, um, it didn't become a law, but in the state of New York, there was a bill proposed by a Democrat to create just that. Quarantine facility, FEMA camp facility, where people who were and who were not sick and people who had been in contact with people who were and were not sick could be taken. You don't think that maybe that system could be abused just a little bit. You don't think that some people could use that system to round up political dissidents or people that just maybe questioned election results or questioned uh, lockdowns, you know, things that the White House considered to be acts of domestic violent extremism and things that the Department of Homeland Security on August 13th said were things that you should look out for in regards to potential terrorist threats. So you have that all around the world, and even here in New York State, it's been proposed. Other places have uh, utilized uh, various forms of quarantine-like facilities. They weren't necessarily built to be camps, but quarantine-like facilities, and you know, just because it's a quarantine facility doesn't mean that it's some kind of you know, FEMA camp or concentration camp. But, I mean, it is a concentration camp because you're concentrating a lot of people there. And, you know, uh, you know, it just it doesn't really matter if uh, the bill in New York State became a law. The fact that somebody proposed that is disturbing enough. The fact that this is happening in other countries is disturbing enough. And the fact that if you look at the CDC's website, let me give you something to look up here. Interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19 infections in humanitarian settings. Look that up. Interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19 infections in humanitarian settings. They couldn't get a law passed in New York, and they couldn't get laws passed in other places, and they couldn't establish uh, outright concentration quarantine camps and take people who are not sick to these facilities. So the CDC has developed their own approach called shielding to develop such facilities in the community on the local level. Here's what it says. This document presents considerations for the perspective of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention 
for implementing the shielding approach in humanitarian settings as outlined in guidance documents focused on camps, displaced populations, and low-resource settings. High-risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe or quote-unquote green zones established at the household, neighborhood, camp-slash-sector, or community level depending on the context and setting. Current evidence indicates that older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. For this reason and others, the shielding approach suggests physically separating high-risk individuals from the general population to prioritize the use of the limited available resources and avoid implementing long-term containment measures among the general population. In other words, those people who have underlying medical conditions or who are at high risk for severe illness of COVID-19, you know, the elderly, for example, would be separated from the general public. I mean, just on the surface, I don't know, that kind of sounds a little bit like uh, Logan's Run or that sounds a little bit like euthanasia. It sounds a little bit like um, eugenics to me. I don't know. Uh, Cuomo did put a bunch of old people in nursing homes and kill them. A little bit like uh, eugenics. Anybody? Eugenics? Anybody? 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 Uh, but Cuomo is gone, right? There's no more Cuomo here in New York. Uh, yeah, as if that means anything. New York is still an authoritarian uh, state. So it goes on to describe from the Centers for Disease Control summary of the shielding approach. Three different levels, the household level, the neighborhood level, and the camp sector level. At the household level, they would quarantine you in a, quote, specific room. In a neighborhood situation, the neighborhood level, a designated shelter or group of shelters, five to ten households, within a small camp or area of high-risk members where they would, everybody would be grouped together in these households or these small little camps. Neighbors swap households to accommodate high-risk individuals. They would force you out of your house into another house to be accommodating high-risk individuals. Camp sector level, a group of shelters such as schools, community buildings within a camp sector. Now, I don't know about you. This is a little bit disturbing. Separating people from the community based on whether they have a low or high risk of COVID-19, not because they're sick, not because they're bleeding in the streets out of their eyes and their orifices and they're choking up more blood and vomiting and their eyes have rolled back into their head and they look like something from The Walking Dead, but because they're high risk. Can you tell me any time throughout history, any time, pick a time, where people have been rounded up and quote-unquote quarantined when they were not sick? Well, other than what is happening to Muslims and others in China today, uh, what happened to prisoners of war, you know, in, in any war, what happened to uh, uh, illegals in Germany in the 30s, and well, late 30s, early 40s, uh, what happened to all of the anti-government, anti-communist people in Russia, I mean, just think about, I mean, yeah, it's sure people have been put in these facilities for not being sick before, but I mean, the state considers you to be sick if you don't do what the state tells you to do. Now they're just saying it's all COVID-19. Imagine coming to your house and taking grandma or grandpa or your aunt or your uncle 
to a, to a camp facility because they might get sick. And then putting them into a camp facility with 10, 30, 40, 50, you know, 100, 160, whatever the number is of people. When the whole thing is about keeping people quarantined and separate so they don't spread the disease. It doesn't make any sense. But is it really supposed to make sense? Or is this the CDC, UN, World Government Directive on how to round people up on the household level, the neighborhood level, and the camp sector level? And organize them into what they call safes. Now, they're safe zones, safe zones, green zones. And to minimize external contact, each green zone should include able-bodied, high-risk individuals capable of caring for residents who have disabilities or are less mobile. So, great. You don't get to quarantine in your house anymore with Netflix. Now, they come to your house. They put other people in your house. They take some people out of your house. They reorganize the community around camps and neighborhoods. They take your property. And then those of you who can work are going to work in the camps to take care of the quote-unquote high-risk individuals. Uh, I don't know about you, but this is pretty disturbing. Here's the CDC document, page number four. Monitoring protocols will need to be developed for each type of green zone. Dedicated staff need to be identified to monitor each green zone to minimize movement in and out of green zones. And it needs to be studied, the adverse effects or outcomes due to isolation and stigma. So here's a question. They're going to come to your house, come to your neighborhood, come to your community, establish camps and community camp quarantine-like zones or facilities, put people into your house, take other people out of your house, take you out of your house, put you in another house. They want monitoring protocols to keep track of everybody in the facility, in the quarantine zone, in the camp, and they want uh, dedicated staff, they want camp guards to monitor the area, and then they want to, as part of the monitoring process, you know, determine the adverse effects that isolation might have on people in the community that you're trying to keep safe. And then you, of course, have to assign people to be guards to, quote, minimize movement in and out of green zones. I don't know about you, but that sounds kind of terrifying to me. Community acceptance and involvement in the design and implementation. Isolation, separation from family members, loss of freedom, and personal interactions may require additional psychological support structure systems. Oh, so it has nothing to do with disease, if you read further. Isolation slash separation from family members, loss of freedom, and personal interactions, not to mention loss of property, loss of bodily autonomy, and being made to work in these camps, require additional psychological support structure systems. Am I reading this right? Am I just am I just like paraphrasing this or am I am I, I I don't know maybe I need glasses. High risk minors should be accompanied into isolation by a single caregiver. Green zone shelters should always be kept clean and guess who's going to clean them? You you get to clean them. Residents should be provided with the necessary cleaning products and materials to clean their living spaces. Maintaining hygiene conditions in communal facilities is difficult during non-outbreak settings. If it's a non-outbreak setting, why am I in a camp? Why am I working? 
If it's a non-outbreak setting, why did I lose my property? Why are people quarantined in my house and I'm quarantined in another facility taking care of someone else's grandma? Why is the CDC running all of this? Green zones should be more spacious in terms of shelter area per capita than the surrounding camp, even at the cost of greater crowding of low-risk people. So just crowd them together. Create a super spreader event. Maybe it's not so much about keeping you safe as it is about controlling you. It's a fun camp. It's a quarantine facility. And don't worry, the civilian corps will be there to make sure that you're not breathing too much and harming the delicate environment filled with chemicals and genetically engineered products sprayed with sulfur and other things in the atmosphere. They're just trying to keep you safe, stop climate change, and stop the spread of a deadly disease. Or... They could be authoritarian, control freak, communist, fascist, Gestapo, brown shirt, red guards. I don't know. Maybe I am a conspiracy theorist. Maybe I don't know enough about history. Stay with us. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a Twin Summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Yeah, I don't know what to do! 
Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality. Edit others, offer processing, slips, mix, multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes, and SEO optimization. Episode upload to hosting. Live call screening. Balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards. Full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Uh, and we are in the midst of one of the historic global transformations uh, that is going to eventually lead to a, a new world order. A new world order. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Now, make it very clear, this order does not create FEMA camps to force anyone to quarantine against their will. On my first day in office, I'll instruct the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, to begin setting up the first of these centers. Let's now take a look as to what life is like inside quarantine camps from Serbia to Australia to the United States. We really need camps for adults. Step one, 
train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. Can I interest any of you in a trip to a UN camp or Camp UN under the CDC's interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19 infections in humanitarian settings? They suggest quarantining and separating those of various risk factors from low to high risk, even if they're not sick, to do so on the household level, to do so on the neighborhood level, and to do so on the, quote, camp sector level. Also, when you're in these facilities, when you're in the neighborhood or the camp facility or in your own home, you may be taken out of your home and placed into another home. Others may be brought into your home. You may be forced to work in the facility. And of course, nobody's going to clean up your mess in the facility. You have to work to keep your area clean. You have to take responsibility inside of the CDC UN camp. They will monitor what you do in the camp in what they call a green zone. And dedicated staff will be needed to not only do the monitoring, but to monitor the effects of isolation on those in the facilities and to minimize movement in and out of the facilities, even if you're not sick. The CDC's document goes on to describe how to deal with placing people into these concentrated camp neighborhood zones, how to deal with social, cultural, and religious practices, how to deal with mental health, how to deal with the timeline of containment, how to deal with protection within the zones. I mean, this document reads like Behold a Pale Horse by the late William Cooper. This document reads like an old Bill Cooper radio broadcast. This is what it says. This document presents considerations from the perspective of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for implementing the shielding approach in humanitarian settings as outlined in guidance documents focused on camps, displaced populations, and low-resource settings. High-risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe or green zones established at the household, neighborhood, camp sector, or community level, depending on the context and setting. They would have minimal contact with family members and other low-risk residents. They couldn't even make a phone call. They couldn't even Skype. CDC wants everyone, every human being that could potentially be infected or spread disease to be quarantined. So we need to quarantine the whole planet then, I guess. We need to quarantine the entire neighborhood. 
We need to quarantine every single human being because they are dangerous. I've heard in places like Australia, a single case of COVID-19, likely a false positive, led to new lockdowns. Listener of the show in New Zealand said the same thing. Tara said, we've just gone into a countrywide lockdown for at least one week over one case. Capital One case. Same thing in Australia, same thing in New Zealand, same thing in the United States. People perfectly healthy, perfectly fine. But you tested positive for having carbon in your body. So you need to go to a camp. Household level, neighborhood level, camp sector level. That's what the CDC document says. Says that those who are able-bodied will then work in the camps. You will give care to residents with disabilities. You will also keep your space clean. You will be responsible for maintaining hygiene conditions in communal facilities, despite the fact that it is, quote, difficult during non-outbreak settings. So that sounds like you'll be in the camp, whether whether there's an outbreak or there's not an outbreak. You'll be in the camp regardless. And what does that tell you? It has nothing to do with COVID-19, of course. I mean, is anybody actually reading this? Is anybody actually reading this and thinking, oh, this is absolutely just to keep people safe? I will happily go to a camp in order to keep my community safe. I don't think anybody even knows about this document. I mean, with the exception of a, of a handful of radio shows and likely a bunch of Facebook forensics and YouTube uh, scammers that don't know what the document says, but they use it to promote FEMA camps. Most people have never heard of this. And um, I, I want to just take this thing out on the street and start asking people, what do you think of quarantine facilities? You know, do a Mark Dice. Although it's pretty terrifying what Mark Dice finds. Mark Dice goes out in the street. He asks people, should we... Uh, forcibly inject people with uh, experimental vaccines? Oh, yeah, sure. Should we arrest people that refuse them? Oh, yeah, sure. People just sign in away. Sign the petition to arrest people who refuse to get vaccinated. Sign the petition to arrest people who protest lockdowns. And people just they sign it. They'll accept anything. They don't care. Why would people care? When you're part of the plan or when you think you're part of the plan, when you think you're part of the elite, when you think that you're in the big club, but you ain't in the big club. Inside of these facilities, monitoring protocols will be needed to develop uh, an organized structure to keep things calm and peaceful. There will be camp guards, what they call dedicated staff, to monitor the green zones to minimize movement in and out of those zones, and, get this, to monitor the psychological effects and outcomes due to isolation and stigma. That's really weird, isn't it? What exactly could isolation and separation of 
families and friends. What could that do to people in communities? What happens if you're taken out of your home, put into another home? Like, this is what the document says. I'm reading it verbatim. Isolation, separation from family members, loss of freedom, and personal interactions may require additional psychological support structures and systems. See section on additional considerations below. I will. Let's see what the additional considerations say. Ah, the approach does not address the potential emotional, social, cultural, psychological impact for separated individuals nor for the households with separated members. So even in the CDC document, they're taking people in this scenario, in this plan, the shielding approach. They are removing them from their households and putting them in others. They're taking people from some households and putting them in other households. They're making able-bodied people work to take care of the people who could potentially get sick. And by the way, none of these people are actually sick. They're just high risk or lower risk. And even the low risk people get to go to the camps. They get to go to the fund centers. They get to go to the household neighborhood camp sectors. And the document itself specifically says, literally says, the approach, shielding, the approach, does not address the potential emotional, social, cultural, psychological impact for separated individuals nor for the households with separated members. That's like when Melinda Gates said, we didn't think about the economic consequences of shutting down the global economy. We didn't think about the consequences. Is that really the the, the way that she gets out of it? That she isn't prosecuted for crimes against humanity? Is that really how easily it is to you commit a crime? Uh, a, 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 a crime that, on a global scale, has never been committed to this level. An assault on humanity, perhaps, that's never been committed on this level. And you get out of it by saying, well, we just didn't think of the consequences of doing all this. You know? Somebody, uh, you know, stabs another person 30 times and dismembers the body and posts it on, uh, you know, the internet, and they, they go to trial. All the evidence right there, it's posted online. And they say uh, in defense, well, I didn't know there'd be consequences. I had no, I had no idea the effects this would have, have on this person's family if I chopped them to pieces and drank their blood and then sent them the video. I didn't know what that, and they just say, oh, okay, you didn't know what the, the consequences were. You can go free. And you just have morons. You just have morons on the street. Sure, I'll send uh, people to, you know, camps or all. Sure, we should arrest people. You know, a handful of people that you know, Mark Dyson and 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 uh, in his videos, uh, he asks. You know, they they tell him he's crazy, but most people they just sign it. I don't care. I'll just sign it. They're refusing to take it, and they're putting the rest of us at risk. So. We're going to start mandating the vaccine or start arresting these anti-vaxxers if they're not going to follow the rules. Birth date and a signature. I don't want to hear any of this my body, my choice stuff in today's New World Order. We're going to we're going to put things right. We don't need that. Thank you. So we don't need that. We don't need that. If they refuse. I agree. Oh, yeah. Birthday signature to sign that name real big. The anti-vaxxers. I'm not sure what country they think they're living in. Some people are concerned about any possible long term side effects that haven't shown up in studies yet. But the time to worry about that's in the future. So for now, 
They can worry about that in jail if they refuse to take the vaccine. It's time for some firm measures to take care of these people and, you know, they can. I can't believe they don't get it. How many how many pieces of medical literature has this woman read? Think about what they've done sitting in jail until they're ready to take. How much nightly news has she watched? A lot. We signed the petition to start arresting these anti-vaxxers that haven't got the vaccine yet. They're you want to arrest people for not getting a vaccine? They're contributing to the Delta variants being spread. No. (laughs) One guy, one guy rejected it. You're a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who says that is a scumbag. They're a criminal. They're an authoritarian control freak. They're a, a biomedical terrorist is what they are. Doesn't matter if they're a Congress member, a senator, doesn't matter if they work for the World Health Organization or the United Nations. Don't you remember that? Remember when the WHO doctor came out and said that? In most parts of the world, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. It's dignified and safe. We will take the children from the house. I mean, I just at what point do people say no more, no more, not going to participate anymore? I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this show, you probably feel that way. I encourage you, if you feel that way and you haven't resisted yet, resist. And when I say resist, I mean, sir, would you like to put on a mask? No, I'm good. They can't force you to do it. Would you like a vaccine? No, I'm good. You have to have a vaccine to retain your job. No, you don't. Actually, you have medical and uh, religious exemptions under the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in the United States. It's a federal law, federal commission. Any religious belief, observance, or practice, you do not need to have a letter from a church. You do not need to have a letter signed by God. You do not need to have a letter from your priest or pastor or rabbi. A true, honest, spiritual belief doesn't have to be a religious belief in the sense that you're a Christian or you're a Muslim or you're a Jew. You could be a Rastafarian. Rastafarians smoke a lot of weed, but they tend to reject poisons and additives and processed things into their body. You know what a religion is? A religion is a belief system, faith, worship, of something beyond you. That's what a religion is. So a religious exemption, an observation, a practice, those are the words. Religious observation, practice, or belief. Those are the three words. Observation, practice, or belief. Encompassing essentially every viewpoint gets you out of the mandatory vaccine at work. That's, that's how easy it is. You only run into a problem when your manager or the owner of the business is either an idiot or they're an authoritarian. The other thing is you have medical exemptions. You've got allergies. You've got heart problems. You've got anxiety. You're out. It's that simple, unless your manager or your boss, your owner of the business is, again, a moron, an absolute idiot, and don't, doesn't understand the law, 
or they're an authoritarian. You can also file complaints against the business for harassment if you're being harassed. And then if they fire you and claim they fired you because you wouldn't get the shot, even though you submitted a medical and or religious exemption, then you can sue them for wrongful termination because they retaliated against you after you filed a complaint to the federal government or the state government. A lot of ways around it. Didn't say it's easy. Didn't say it's not stressful. But there are ways around it. So that is a manner by which you can resist. Here, Mark Dice is still uh, out here asking these morons. Everybody or anti-vax. So stop the anti-vaxxers. It's stop time to the start anti-vaxxers. arresting them if they refuse. And Look at this dumb bimbo shaking her head. Yeah, sure, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Send them to jail. The governor just yeah. mandated it for all healthcare workers today. Good. And so we're going to mandate it for everybody or they can sit in jail and think about what they've done. Yeah, the Delta variant yep. is on them. Oh, yeah, the Delta variant. It's on them. It's on them. Oh, yeah, it's all over them. What a bunch of idiots. Are you kidding me? And, and you know, people say, well, you shouldn't use that terminology. What else would you call a person like that? A person who doesn't investigate, a person who doesn't read, a person who doesn't do anything except listen to what they're told on the news, listen to what they're told on social media, listen to their little echo chambers. You know what stupidity is? A lack of intelligence or common sense. That's what it means to be stupid. That's what it means to be an idiot. An idiot is a stupid person. A stupid person is someone who has no intelligence and no common sense. Sure, put people in jail because they refuse a vaccine. How about a CDC, United Nations camp? How about a camp? Camp UN, where the fun never ends. Interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19 infections in humanitarian settings. Oh, they're humanitarian. All right. Protection. So the document says about protection, safe and protective environments for all individuals, separating families and disrupting and deconstructing multi-generational households may have long term negative consequences. You think shielding strategies need to consider socio-cultural gender norms in order to adequately assess and address risk to individuals, particularly women and girls. Well, we're back to that whole U.N. thing about ensure equitable rights for women and girls. You know what that means, right? You know what you know what equality means? Equality means everybody's equally poor. Everybody's equally kept in the dark. Everybody is equally subjected to the same medical experimentation. The same loss of bodily autonomy. Everybody's a victim and a subject who could be empowered if they just do what they're told. Everybody is just a ward of the state. Everybody is a, is a prisoner. I mean, why would you even put this in writing? Or just, just taking some high-risk people to, to camps or households or neighborhoods to keep them safe, but we need to understand the long-term negative consequences of separating families and deconstructing multi-generational households. I mean, how many times did you hear that terminology during the Trump administration? Separating families, separating families, separating families. And yet the CDC 
says it right here, separating families and disrupting and deconstructing multi-generational households may have long-term negative consequences. And where is the liberal media in particular to address this? Where's the conservative media? This is the, the, the GDCDC, funded by Bill Gates and the World Health Organization and the United Nations. Do I need to play what the UN said last year? What the WHO said last year? In most parts of the world, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a safe safe and and dignified way. A safe and dignified manner. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It's Camp UN. Who's going to monitor these camps? As the CDC says, we need people to monitor the camps. Monitoring protocols will need to be developed for each type of green zone. To monitor people coming in and out. To monitor the psychological effects of isolation. Separating families. It's a quote from the document. Huh. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I just got this from Reddit or 4chan or something. I, I made the whole thing up. I'll admit it. I made the whole thing up. It's not on the CDC's website. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. We'll be back. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients 
ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Uh, and we are in the midst of one of the historic global transformations uh, that is going to eventually lead to a, a new world order. A new world order. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Now, make it very clear, this order does not create FEMA camps to force anyone to quarantine against their will. On my first day in office, I'll instruct the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, to begin setting up the first of these centers. Let's now take a look as to what life is like inside quarantine camps from Serbia to Australia to the United States. We really need camps for adults. <laughs> Don't pass, we will survive. 
train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. Don't you find it a little bit strange that the CDC's proposal for shielding under the so-called pandemic involves the establishment of household, neighborhood, and camp sector facilities to house people who are both not sick and people who test positive for COVID-19, but also who are not sick. And in these camps, in these facilities, in these areas, you will be monitored by camp guards. Well, they call them dedicated staff. It's all psychological. Monitoring protocols will be used to look after the green zones, to minimize movement in and out of the green zones, and to monitor the adverse effects or outcomes due to isolation and stigma. Part of that stigma is isolation, separation from family members, loss of freedom and personal interactions may require additional psychological support structures slash systems. The document goes on from the CDC to say that separating families and disrupting and deconstructing multi-generational households may have long-term negative consequences. It goes on further to describe social, cultural, and religious practices within these facilities. That issues may arise from restricting individuals from participating in communal practices because they are being shielded. A great psychological term that is. You're not being quarantined, ma'am. You are being shielded. Yes, shielded from free movement and free thought. Failure to do so could lead to both interpersonal and communal violence within these facilities. But I thought they were just there to keep you safe, keep you protected. They're going to have guards running around making sure you can't leave the facility, making sure you clean. It's another part of it making sure you clean your space, even during a non-outbreak setting. I thought people were taken to the camps because of an outbreak, so they don't get sick. Couldn't they just at least stay in their home under house arrest? Do they need to be taken to Camp UN? Do they need to be taken to a FEMA facility? So you acquiesced and complied, and you stayed in your house. You wore the mask when you didn't have to. Now they want you to get a vaccine when you really don't have to. Now they want to take you out of the house, put you in a facility. Might be your neighbor's house. Your neighbor might get your house. You might be trapped in your building for days or weeks at a time, like in Australia, or you might be trapped within a quarantine zone, like in Canada. You know, or... You could go to one of the beautiful, incredible states in America, and uh, none of this is happening. You could go to Texas, Florida, Arizona, South Dakota, Wyoming, North Dakota, parts of New Hampshire, and other places 
where they're not playing pandemic and where everybody is fine and everybody seems to be living the life that they want to live and there isn't a zombie apocalypse. One of the things that strikes me and I find odd or maybe it's coincidental. They want these people, these dedicated staff members, to monitor protocols that they've established within these camps to make sure that people don't leave the camps and the facilities, monitor the adverse effects that isolation and stigma pertaining to loss of freedom and separation from family members may have on members of the facility or the communal camp, make sure people are cleaning their space, make sure the people who are well and able-bodied are taking care of other people. So you get to work in the camp, too. You don't just get to sit around playing PlayStation or Xbox. You don't get to stream Netflix or Hulu. You get to work. They put you to work because Bill Gates said so, because the UN said so. I mean, do I have to play the Who doctor again? We're going to come into your house and take the children out of your house because they could be sick. In most parts of the world, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household. And this was last year we played this. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we have to go into the household. And look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in in a safe and dignified manner. It's all conscious and subconscious subtly subconscious psychology. We're going to take you out of the house. You may be sick. You may have an illness, but we're going to take you out of the house and we're going to take you to one of these CDC centers. This was said in 2020, long before the CDC published this interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach. This was last year. We're going to take you out of the house, but we're going to do it in a safe and dignified manner. And I'm supposed to think, well, I'm resisting that, but I guess if it's safe and dignified, I'll let you do it. Take my son, take my daughter, take my wife, take my friends, take grandma, take grandpa, take mom, take dad, take my aunt, take my uncle, take my dog. Everybody could be sick. Take them all. Although underlying this is the psychological implication that it's you who think for yourself, who questions a lockdown, questions a mask, questions a vaccine, even if you're using the fact sheets from the vaccine manufacturer, even if you're using the science from the CDC for lockdowns and masks, you're sick in the head. That's the implication. You're mentally ill. You need to be taken away by the door-to-door task force to a green zone or a quote safe zone don't worry said doctor who you will be taken to a place out of the household in a safe and dignified manner that's what's important it's dignified and safe the loss of your liberty the loss of your freedom of movement and the beautiful thing about this is that you don't actually have to be sick You don't even have to test positive with a false positive PCR test. 
amplified to 50 cycles when it should be 32, 33, and it still doesn't tell you if you're sick. Just amplifies genetic material. You don't have to be sick. They'll just come take you. And if you resist, well, then you're trying to kill people. You're trying to hurt people. And these little uh, areas, these camps, these neighborhoods, these little community zones are going to be monitored by good little cadres, good little red guards, good little dedicated staff members. Can't help but think it's similar to the civilian corps that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who recently said, although she wasn't at the Capitol January 6th, she was across the street, said she thought she was going to be raped. Yeah. She thought she was going to be raped. If you don't believe that, go listen to our show last week, A Feast of Epiphany. It's uh, free for all listeners of The Secret Teachings at thesecretteachings.info at the top of the page right now. A Feast of Epiphany. You can listen to it right there. Cortez said, I thought I was going to be raped. Well, she didn't start that conversation. The interviewer asked her, did you think other things were going to happen? Did you think you were going to be, like, raped? Cortez was like, yep, I thought I was going to be raped. You weren't even in the building, bimbo. You were literally not even in the Capitol. Cortez says, along with uh, Senator Edward Markey of Massachusetts, they want a civilian force that will be tasked with responding to climate change and transition to a clean economy. That's what they want. Very similar to what Barack Obama said. Barack Obama said that we want a Civilian National Security Force. Remember that? Foreign Service. Open consulates that have been shuttered and double the size of the Peace Corps by 2011 to renew our diplomacy. We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. A civilian national security force, a civilian corps, says AOC, says Senator Edward Markey of Massachusetts. They both introduced a bill in May of this year, 2021, to do just that. Create a civilian corps, just like Obama said, to protect national security. And that national security could be affected by people who question lockdowns and people who question pandemic narratives and people who question election results, which means that every single Democrat who made any comment about the legitimacy of the Clinton-Trump election cycle should be placed under watch of the DHS. But it doesn't matter. The White House, the DHS, they say that if you question any of this stuff, you are a a threat or a, a domestic uh, violent extremist is what they call it. You're a threat to the country. And the civilian national, you know, uh, police military force and the, and the civilian corps, they will prevent the country from falling apart by protecting national security. AOC's civilian corps will be aimed at climate change. The core members will receive on-the-job training and work with community groups to reduce carbon emissions, enable a transition to renewable energy, build healthier and more resilient communities, implement conservation projects with proven climate benefits, and help communities recover from climate 
disasters. So the Civilian National Defense Force under Obama, the labeling by the Biden administration or Obama 2.0 in the strategy for combating domestic terrorism labels anyone who questions lockdowns, pandemic narratives, or election results as a potential domestic violent extremist. Meaning that if you think and you ask questions, it's equated to an act of violence, implying that thoughts are crimes, thought crime, thought police. And also, the DHS on August 13, 2021, said that anybody who does these things, questions elections, questions pandemic protocols, or resists those protocols, social distancing, mask wearing, etc., they are potential terrorists. Maybe that's civilian National Defense Corps. Maybe the civilian corps under AOC. Maybe these Red Guards, brown shirts, Gestapo. Maybe these secret police in the community could also be the dedicated staff of the CDC facilities. Monitoring protocols would need to be developed for each type of green zone. Dedicated staff need to be identified to monitor each green zone. Effects or outcomes due to isolation and stigma. Minimize movement in and out of green zones. Part of that stigma is, quote, isolation, separation from family members, loss of freedom and personal interactions may require additional psychological support structure systems. Oh, and wait. They also add that separating families and disrupting and disconstructing multi-generational households may have long-term negative consequences. Well, how long are they planning to separate these people for? Shielding strategies need to consider sociocultural gender norms in order to adequately assess and address risk to individuals, particularly women and girls. Because men have no psychological distress having their daughters and sons and wives ripped out of the household. Men don't go through psychological stress, didn't you know? Isn't that funny? Because isn't that almost you know verbatim, the ideology of Black Lives Matter? We disrupt the Western prescribed family structure, the nuclear family. We want to protect women and children, not these evil patriarchal men. Yeah, because you are vampires and parasites and monsters. And like every conquering force that came before you, you go after the people who are physically the strongest, who can defend their families. You turn them against themselves and their families. You get rid of them. You demonize them in the eyes of the community. And then you get access to the women. You get access to the breeders. You get access to the children. Like the World Health Organization and the UN said, we will have to come into your homes and take the children out of your homes because the children could be sick. You could be sick. You need to go to a green zone. I mean a safe zone. It'll be safe and dignified. Don't worry. The WHO said that last year. Now the CDC is saying that this year. And all of that is happening because of a two-week mitigation process. Funny, huh? The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. And Klaus Schwab says a cyber attack is coming. And every time he says that, there's another cyber attack. From solar winds to JBS, from Colonial Pipeline to that big company in Florida with all the schools and the grocery stores. It was just another recent cyber attack. 
It's not like anybody's planning this. It's not like anybody's organizing this. It's not like anybody's publishing papers on it. It's not like they're establishing civilian corps Red Guard units. It's not like they're telling you that they're going to have, you know, local cadres, Red Guards, Brown Shirts, Gestapo coming to your door to ask you if you've been vaccinated, to ask you if you know about the benefits. doesn't matter the consequences of taking it. It matters the consequences of not taking it. Coerced and bullied into doing what they want you to do. It doesn't matter that they tell you, this is fascism to resist what we want you to do. We are the victims here with our pink shirts. And our meth head politicians like Cortez or whatever she is with her meth eyes. You know, you know, just total lying psychopath. I was at the Capitol. I thought I was going to be raped. You weren't at the Capitol. You were across the street from the Capitol. Totally different. Absolutely different. 180 degree difference. Lying psychopath. Shall we go back to the study on virtue signaling and the people that virtue signal victimhood tend to be the the people that uh, suffer from the dark triad traits of Machiavellianism, narcissism, psychopathy. American Psychological Association from the University of British Columbia signaling virtuous victimhood as indicators of dark triad personalities. Yeah, the more you Virtue signal, the more you tell people you donate to charity, the more you tell people you care about their health and you want them to be safe and secure, and the more you tell them that they should just listen to what authorities tell them to do, the authorities care about them, the more likely it is that you're a psychopath. That's not my opinion. That's according to the American Psychological Association. And it's because free thinkers come up with different ideas. Free thinkers who think freely and debate freely and do so civilly, can come up with solutions to problems. We don't need the CDC, the UN, the WHO, or world government to dictate to us what we should do and how we should do it. We need to think for ourselves. We need to think, if we're an environmentalist, or we're a feminist, or we're an anything-ism or ist, rather than subscribing to the collective ideology of your group, Think a little bit more about what it is you think you believe. Environmentalism has been hijacked to promote geoengineering, genetic engineering, chemicals. They've ignored science for solar radiation, solar storms, comets and asteroids, how that affects weather and how that affects disease. Influenza is the influence of the stars. They've ignored chemical pollutants because of CO2. Free thinking means you have different ideas, not the same idea that everybody else has. That's called a hive mind. Free thinking means you can think freely. Free thinking means you can question lockdowns and pandemics and election results without being a violent extremist. Thinking freely means you are a free human being. But free human beings who are not sick, at least according to the state, need to be taken to quarantine facilities because that's the only way we can keep those people safe. My God, if you haven't figured it out by now, and if you want uh, you know, to, to, to discover some kind of solution to all of this, the best thing I can tell you to do, always revert to common sense and intuition. And when you find yourself in a hive mind echo chamber, Most of the time, it's because your 
not thinking for yourself. Doesn't matter where you sit politically, religiously, environmentally, doesn't really matter. You really think multi-billion dollar corporations care about you? Really think that million or billionaire elitists, career politicians care about you? You really think telecommunications companies care about you? They don't even care about your data, let alone you. They don't care about anything except profit and power, 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 power. Give somebody a little bit of power, a little taste of power, they're going to want more and more. It's not like anybody's scripting this. It's not like I have the document from the CDC. It's not like there aren't laws that are that are uh, being proposed to establish quarantine camps in New York State. It isn't like anybody organized this or planned this. It isn't like anybody conspired. That's just all my imagination. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. Catch the show five nights a week, Monday through Friday, on the Fringe FM. I will also be doing a weekend show. I'm unsure if it's going to be Saturday and Sunday or just one day or the other, and whether it's going to be one hour or two hours, but I'll be doing that weekend show on Aftermath. That is the Ground Zero Network, aftermath.media and aftermath.fm. I'll be doing that there and promoting the show here on the Fringe five nights a week. Check out our Patreon page. Finally got some videos uploaded, or at least I learned how to get the videos uploaded. It took me a while. Uh, I'm antiquated in terms of my knowledge on technology. So I finally got that figured out on Patreon. I'll be doing a lot more behind-the-scenes videos Check us out on the website, subscribe to the archive, get access to the montages, including tonight's montage. Get access to everything on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe, when you buy a book, it supports the show. It helps keep us on air five nights a week. And now we'll be doing a little bit of a weekend show as well as the, the months progress here. Trying to expand, trying to produce more content. Hopefully, it's beneficial, it's helpful, and it's entertaining. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. I'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.